Welcome to another episode of Radio Bypass. I'm Ralph Rasmussen, and today we are bringing you an artist that um, has an interesting story, also has a new EP out, and someone that has not previously been featured on Radio Bypass. So today we're going to learn all about a band called the Boxcar Junkies, and you'll hear one of their brand new songs. And on the line with us today, we've got Brandon Reed Allen. Welcome, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, buddy. How are you doing? Ah, doing great. It's sun is shining and it's warm outside, so it's a good day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Same here. Good. So, Brandon, um, you've got a new EP out called uh, Established 1973. And for the listeners of this program, we do a lot of hard rock stuff, and you do have an interesting start, I guess, to your career. Uh, You have a tie-in with Troy Lucetta from Tesla, so we definitely want to talk about that and the new record and some of your background. It sounds like you've had a very interesting life leading up to this record. Um, so tell us, tell us how uh, Troy Lucetta and you got together and, and how that's affected your career. Well, let's see. I, w- I had one record out and we were both living in Phoenix, Arizona at the time. And um, I actually had approached him to play drums on my second record. And we got together, um, went through some tunes, and the the chemistry was just there. And so he decided he wanted to produce it, which he's a great producer, by the way. And um, he brought in guys like Damon Johnson from Brother Kane, Mark Benia, just a great, great band. And this was Man Born Blind, the second record. And so we ended up, he ended up producing it. And um, man, we just had a great time. The songs came out great and we we just we we really just connected on a on a level musically and you know also you know we just kind of became instant brothers at that point this is shoot almost 20 years ago so we've done some stuff and you know we just always have been connected and um that opened a lot of doors for me you know got me up on stage you know with alice cooper the eagles and aaron lewis and list goes on and I actually met Dave Elvison from Megadeth through him. And then him and I, Dave and, Dave and I became good friends and started mm-hmm. doing some projects, which was awesome. And so Troy's opened a lot of doors and, and I've lived here in Nashville off and on quite a bit. Uh, you know, because mainly because um, after we did the record and, and did all that and we, you know, it won some awards and it did all, you know, it, it did pretty well. And, um, and we're just grateful to be able to be a part of it, you know, especially me because, you know, I'm, I was shoot from Indiana, kind of grew up in a family band. And and I had heard of, of Tesla, of course, I, I was a fan. And I think Jeff's one of the best rock vocalists of all time yep. and a great, great writer, too. And a lo- and just an a awesome human being. But so to be able to play with some of these guys and work with them, it, it really kind of validated what uh, what I'd always, you know, kind of considered myself to be a musician. But, it, you know, brought me up a level for sure. And uh, we've remained close ever since. So I went to Houston here not long ago. You know, I had had a kind of a, a weird seven year exodus, I call it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, life happens. And um, so I found myself in some pretty crazy situations and, and I wrote about it and went to Houston uh, and got this this deal with Sony and started boxcar junkies did the ep and brought it back here to release it with my buddy troy 
And uh, so him and I have teamed up on this. We have a great band. Um, we just did the release party right before this virus thing happened. So, oh, good, you um, got that in before it happened, huh? Oh man, we maybe like a week before, and then they shut everything down. So, you know, it kind of stalled things in terms of the release, but at the same time, it's given us opportunities to kind of get in the studio and and start working on stuff again. Even though the the EP just came out. Um, you know, always continue writing and working and, you know, doing these interviews and keeping the, keeping the word out there. And, um, so yeah, it's been one heck of a ride. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't change much, even though it's been pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of crazy, uh, I, I, as I was learning about you, did you, did you really go join a carnival? You know, I did. Yeah, I was, I was, I was a young kid at the time, I think 16 or something. And, um, yeah, there, you know, Indiana, where I grew up, like I say, it's a lot of dirt roads and cornfields and woods. And so when a carnival comes to town, it's a pretty big deal. They set up and, you know, typically when they're done, you can go there and help them tear these machines, you know, tear the rise down, make a couple hundred bucks for a kid. That's great. You know? So, so I went to go do that. And then (laughs) one guy that I was, that was uh, working there was joking. And he's like, you know, we're going to do all these state fairs. You're a hard worker if you want to join us. And uh, I said, okay. So I went home, got my guitar, uh, grabbed my backpack. And next thing you know, I'm in the semi with a bunch of carnies and we're going from state to state they had me running this uh, little game that you use a wiffle ball bat and you got a, a wiffle ball i mean and you got to bounce it off the stop sign and put it in them little baskets and they're all rigged i'm sure everybody already knows that but it definitely is <laughs> no never thought that at all so morally i had a, i had an issue with it but you know as a kid sitting getting drunk by the beer tank singing george jones you know every night till three in the morning uh I thought, wow, this is the life, you know, I, <laughs> uh, making some money and playing some songs, uh, you know, but I'll tell you, though, you know, that's when I really started seeing like, wow, there's a lot out there that I didn't see in the, in the woods. Sure. Grew yeah. up. Um, but at the same time, it set that nomadic uh, spirit off in me. And from that point on, I, I hadn't been able to stay settled anywhere up until, I guess, recently. <laughs> So being a musician is the perfect lifestyle for me, you know, but, uh, right. you know, and it, it was a short run. I think it was a few months or something like that. You know, it's not like I was a carny, uh, you know, career carny, but it was a cool experience as, as a kid. And like I say, it just, and it prepared me a lot for what would soon come, you know, like being on the streets, I found myself just running out of money, trying, you know, we, the first the very first time we were, uh, there was a band and I, we had won Battle of the Bands and we were going to go to LA and be famous. You know, I think I was like 19 then. And uh, by the time we got to Vegas, we ran out of money and everybody left home. They went home. <laughs> I was like, I am not going back. You know, I got to, you know, do this thing. And right. I slept on rooftops in Vegas and, uh, you know, how. I just set up my guitar on the corner and I play songs, you know, and I'd make a few bucks and, uh, you know, for a kid understanding the kind of the Carney lifestyle, I think it, you know, it, it helped me understand. But then again, you know, I seen a lot more of what's going on out there. Uh, but that, you know, that was kind of more of the gypsy lighthearted thing. And 
um, I soon, you know, got myself out of that situation and, and learned from it. And, and that's actually when I wrote my first record called Empty Chair. Um, I, I wrote a lot about that. So fast forward um, through the next couple records and meeting all these great people and playing all these amazing shows and, and doing, you know, doing pretty well and loving what I'm doing. Then that haunt my, my, you know, the past comes, came back to haunt me a little bit and uh, self-destructive behavior and bad choices. I soon find myself back out on the streets. Um, but this time I, I was an adult and it mm-hmm. started out as just a cool hop in box cars, you know, kind of gypsy soul as one of my songs on the record, just a lifestyle, uh, you know, just different from the norm. I just wanted the freedom and, but then it, it soon turned into survival, you know, which is, you know, being on the road and being on the streets are two different things. And um, so then I really started, it took me a, a, a long time it, and, and it, I'm still having backlash. You know, I mean, it takes a long time to crawl out of that situation and it, it got really dark there for a while. And that's why I started Boxcar Junkies. I took a break from the musical because I was in survival mode other than you know, I found myself busking on the streets again after playing these huge shows and everybody knowing my name it was really very humbling. Uh, but it's also showed me, you know, it's not that difficult to find yourself on the street these days. And this with this, you know, this our system isn't perfect and, and we have a fragile infrastructure. Yes. And so a lot of people look at folks out there and say, well, he must want to be out there or he must be a bad person or, you know, this or that. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of good people still stuck out there because once you're out there, you're out there and it's very difficult to, you can't go do a job interview without an ID or a place to clean your clothes or way or, to get there. Yeah, once exactly. You to a level and you've been beaten down to a point of submission it takes a lot to try and, you know, fight them demons that, that have held you down and, and helped you get there along with, you know, just life struggles. So I'm just very, very blessed to be here and um, be alive um, and, and be cognitive, <laughs> you know, considering <laughs> what I put my body through. So, um, so I found myself writing again through the situation and I wasn't even sure I was going to come back and in, in, into the music business again. Um, but while I was out there I, on the street, surviving, living all these different lives, um, at least a hundred lives times, you know, uh, I, there's so much out there and I wanted to be a voice for, for these folks. And that's kind of where my passion lies with Hobo Nation. I said, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it for some, for a reason that matters it's not you know that seven years uh going through what i went through really changed my life obviously and humbled me to to a point that you know i obviously realized that it's really not about me it's not about what you know how many records i sell or this or that i mean music has always been for me like medicine it's like a message so Mm -hmm if I can get enough people gathered in one area and kind of like, look, let's love on each other. You know, we got to be there for our brothers and sisters and just put myself out there. The vulnerability kind of thing. Um, I'm going to do it, you know, which sometimes isn't easy, but at the same time, I feel like I got out of it. So I want to at least be, be there. Let somebody else know like, Hey, 
you can get out of there. And then, of course, you know, the prof, some of the profits that we uh, we make for doing shows or, or uh, you know, merch and that, we want to put back towards the getting these guys off the street, you know, just helping out, seeing what we can do collectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what I was going to say. You, you mentioned Hobo Nation. I was going to say for those not familiar, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And, and that again, that comes, you know, that's hand in hand with boxcar junkies. So as a writer, I, I write everything that, that I've lived. I mean, every lyric I've, I've actually experienced, you know, so I don't, I don't necessarily sit down and write an imaginary story. It's, it's kind of all, you know, autobiography in terms of that. So with Hobo Nation, you know, I've, I've been there, I've done it, I've seen it, I know it, I understand, I speak the language, uh, and it's just not, it's not just the homeless, but just in terms of surviving and being out of the norm. Um, so uh, Hobo Nation, again, is this group, you know, it's folks that come to the shows, that buy the merch, that know, okay, they want to help out, I'm going to, we give them an opportunity to be able to help the homeless or help people in need, and we, you know, Boxcar Junkies is, is telling stories and it's, it's good music and it's, it's, it's good energy. It's, it's got a positive uh, message. I mean, it's real, but it's positive. Some of it's kind of, uh, you know, blatant, but it's, it's, it's real. So it's raw. And um, with that said, the ultimate goal is that we can use Boxcar Junkies as a platform to get to gather all these like-minded folks that like the music that want to help other people. And we can literally get together and, and figure out a way how, you know, how can we do this? Let's take up a donation. Let's go out and hand out some food. Let's try to figure out how to, you know, help our community. I mean, granted, you can't tackle on the whole world, the whole country, or even the whole state. But if, if you can just start changing the mindset of folks, to where they don't just walk past, right. uh, you know, maybe if they come to the show and they see folks here, or they hear the message, maybe if they could just give them a smile or a handshake or a couple bucks or whatever it is, it's not our, our place to judge why they're there. You know what I mean? It's just, but they're there, you know? So it's kind of our responsibility. And, you know, now granted there's folks that, I take advantage of that, like in any situation, you know, but again, that's, that's, that's on them. You know what I mean? So it's just, a, it's just a matter of trying to just help our fellow people, you know, our brothers and sisters and trying to, you know, be there for one another. So that's what we're looking to do. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So with the life you led, boy, you definitely got a lot of good stories to tell in your music, <laughs> in your songs. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about established 1973. So you've got, uh, six tracks on this EP. Um, Mm -hmm. let's talk about the songs. What about love? What, uh, what was your inspiration behind that tune? Well, what about love is exactly that it's, and it's everything that I just mentioned. Um, and it's actually the latest song that I've, you know, that I've written. I Mm -hmm. just wrote it right before we tracked it. So, but it speaks about what's going on and um, how we just kind of live in our bubble and we, you know, we concentrate on our lives and, and our work and our career and our family, which is great. 
but then we just kind of we're we're blind or or we choose to ignore what's really going on around us and we just walk by that that person sitting there or we just ignore the you know even as like i said just hold a door for somebody you know so you know rather than judging and criticizing and and this and that it, it just comes down to what about love like people have forgotten you know one of the lyrics is um uh, so, you know, like the chorus is, um, so I've been thinking, well, you know, what, what, what are all these people thinking, you know, like what's, what's going on with everybody, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, so it comes down to that. What about love? So, um, it's just kind of a, a moral, I guess, uh, standpoint for me, you know, right. It talks about being on the street and talks about seeing what's out there and, and just seeing, you know, how, you know, how can, how can we, you know, help? I mean, what, what can we do if we come together? Like we could do a lot of things, you know? Right. And we definitely need that. We definitely need more love and we need to come together for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially these days, just the craziness of it all, you know? Yes. Without a doubt. Okay. So that's that track and that kicks off the EP. And then um, next up, you've got a song that features Gary Hoey on guitar mm-hmm. um dreams of angels tell us about that track yeah that one came together perfectly in terms of uh, i sent it over to gary and he he did this the guitar a lot of the guitar work in there and the amazing solo he put so much love into it uh you know he has such a, a beautiful heart to uh for others as well and it just it really came together it's more kind of an uh I guess alternative rock, alt country, Americana, but very bluesy. Um, so it's got a really cool vibe in terms of that. And, and again, it, you know, it speaks of, um, this is more on a personal level. Um, and it's a relationship, you know, and it, it basically said, you know, you make me dream of angels while I'm still awake. Um, you show me there's a heaven and every breath you take, you know, and, so it talks about me and in, in, in a relationship, which now is my 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 new wife, which is great. Uh, but just kind of the struggles that you go through. It, I guess it's uh, I guess you could call it a, a bluesy love song, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's pretty raw, you know, and real. Awesome. And then yeah. the uh, first single off the record is "Hey Mama." Tell us about that one. "Hey Mama," you know, talks about hopping box cars and. Uh, standing in soup lines and, you know, all of this stuff um, that, uh, that I had went through, but it's kind of in an upbeat tongue in cheek kind of way, but it, you know, it's all true lived and it, it just talks about the gypsy soul lifestyle, which is coming up next gypsy soul. Um, and the same thing, um, kind of just having that, that experience and turning it around, mm-hmm. um, is, is I guess it's it's about you know coming of age kind of kind of song. Gotcha, and mm-hmm. and, and then uh, the last track, Shadow Man. What's that about? Yeah, well, uh, well, then the Shadow Man is it's one of the it's probably one of my favorites on there. It's just acoustic, and it's only about two and a half minutes long. And it's one of them songs when it's done, it's done, you know, and I said, okay, well, I'm not going to do the typical verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, verse, whatever. It's just, but it's, um, again, it it speaks from my experience and 
with that, it, it it's it's a really deep song and it has a lot of meaning. And I'm hoping that somebody hears it and says, "Yeah, man, I've been there. You know, used up, broken down on the side of the road." Um, and it's basically I was talking to myself of who I used to be in terms of where I am now, and um, and just, I tried it an entire lifetime of journey and in, in, in it two and a half three minutes you know so <laughs> that can't be you know, easy every, to do yeah yeah there's no uh throwaway words in there for sure you know <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> every word has to has you know has to have its place and uh have its impact so yeah so i'm really excited about the ep it's, it has some great players on it and sony picked it up and they're pretty excited about, you know, releasing it. And, um, you know, like I say, it really cause comes down to, uh, you know, as long as I, I just wanted to make sure it speaks to other folks on, on many different levels. And everyone asks me what type of, what is it? Is it country? Is it rock? Is it Americana? And, um, the cool part is it's the whole EP, each song, they're, you know, genres are old hats anyways these days in, in terms of that. But this really uh, has just about anything you can imagine. It has rock, blues, country, acoustic, singer-songwriter. You know, I just let the songs write themselves and I, and I play to them and, and, and they just kind of create their own life, you know. So that's the cool part about it. It's definitely something new uh, in terms of you haven't really heard it before. You know, and I'm sure a lot of folks say that about the music, but it's it's just kind of a melting pot of, of what it is, you know, so. Right, right. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about that a little bit um, before we started the interview, the mixture of music, and that, and that is pretty cool. I like that. So when when you do these songs, I mean, are you usually starting to hear a piece of music in your head or something, and then you come up with lyrics and, and what direction or what style or type close to maybe it's not an exact genre, but kind of how it's going to sound. Is that what, how do these come together for you? Um, you know, each song's different. Sometimes they'll start out with just, uh, lyrics. Sometimes they'll come, the, the chorus will come first, you know, other times I'll, it'll be the melody and then I'll write lyrics to it. So each song, like I say, it basically, it writes itself. And so once the song's written, you know, I've got my guitar and, you know, I got my acoustic and I've got the melody and the lyrics. I'll go through and make sure, like I say, I, I tried not to have any throwaway lines, any wasted, even ands or buts or, you know, whatever. I want every, every word has a, has its place. So mm-hmm. once I've, once it's all like, once the song's finished, it'll let you know. And then from that point on, yeah, I don't really sit down and, and say, okay, I want this to be a country song or a rock song or anything. I just, I kind of hear uh, what this song should sound like. Okay, so I want to put the acoustic in it. For instance, I put a steel guitar in, in uh, What About Love, but it's it's a rock pop song, or not pop, rock, uh, or a rock blues song. And, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And I just play to the song. And somehow they just they seem to like I say they they uh, they create their own life and their their own um, you know energy. So I just go with it, and luckily uh, it seems to be working so far. So that's great. And then yeah. the rest of the guys that make up your band are is everybody Nashville based? 
Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, everybody's here in Nashville, which is great. Um, because before we were all over the place when I was doing uh, solo stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. you would have guys that were LA somewhere in Phoenix, somewhere here. So, um, but yeah, right now, everything, the way that it's looking, we're all set. And, um, you know, I've got Bob Marinelli who played with Will and Jennings for quite a few years and then with Beth Hart, which is a great vocalist. And then we've, um, uh, Jeff Kersey, who's he's done a lot of Brooks and Dunn stuff, and uh, he's actually with Chesney. And then Troy, you know, he's playing in you know, drums, and and he's kind of come in. Him and I are partnering up on on Hobo Nation and and what we're doing there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we've just got a a really a really awesome group of guys and chemistry. We got together um, for the release party, and. Uh, the chemistry, like I say, was just magic, and we just left it there, left it alone. You know, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't try to fix it, right? Right, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, so now, those are some di- some of the names you mentioned are different than the players on the record, yes? Yeah, you know, some of the guys on the records are Houston based. Uh huh. Because what happened? I mean, I I did want to do, um, I didn't want to do another. Uh, solo record. I wanted to do this boxcar junkies and it's been a labor of love for about 12 years. Troy and I actually started to do it back in, uh, you know, gosh, 12 years ago. Right. And, <laughs> <laughs> right. And, uh, so, but then, you know, things get in the way. I just, it's, I wasn't quite ready. Clearly I had to go back out there and really, really do my homework and to make this legit, you know, legitimate, and to fully understand what it is that we're doing. So, um, anyway, so when I was in Houston, um, I had these records I wanted to, so I, I went to the studios and, and I had some friends out there that are on the record and I said, let's, let's put these down. And then, uh, you know, Sony ended up signing up with them or with us. And so I went ahead and did the EP out there and then brought it back here to Nashville. So the guys, and which is cool because we're in the studio now with these guys, you know, like, like I say, Troy's always been a part, but with Bob and everybody, we've, uh, I've just been working on, on some new, new stuff with these guys and the chemistry is just as strong, if not stronger than what's on the EPs, which is really, really hard to find, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really fortunate there. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now I don't suppose, um, with the COVID stuff and all the, um, uh, changes to everybody's touring abilities i don't imagine we'll get to see the boxcar junkies um touring behind this record anytime soon huh you know they canceled pretty much everything got canceled for everybody in terms of that but i guess you know they're slowly uh, slowly reopening we'll probably play a few things local you know i imagine start doing a few things local here in nashville once things get a little bit more but in terms of yeah being out there and i get you know i i know my booking agent is setting trying to set stuff up for around september october but i'm not sure if she's being ambitious or if that's actually something that we can look into but um but i'm sure hoping that it that it it comes through and uh either way we'll be out there by you know first of next year's right. uh, we're just getting our ducks in a row and getting locked and loaded and 
just go out there, have a good time, take it to the folks and, um, you know, do what we do. Sure. And, and for you, what do you like better working in the studio or playing live? Um, playing live for sure. And I think most, just about every musician does is because of the energy and the crowd and, uh, instant feedback. Yeah. And yeah. And then, you really get to let loose um, when you're live in the band. You can just really have fun with it. And in the studio is, it's just a little more calculated and you, you know what I mean? So it's, sure. it's great. I love doing the studio too. I mean, either or as long as I'm doing one or the other, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But the passion I have most than anything is the writing. You know, I just, I love to write and that's something that I can do by myself, obviously. So, um, I never have an excuse to be bored. <laughs> right. Are, yeah. do, do you carry, um, are you one of these guys that keeps something on the nightstand, whether it's your phone or whatever, in case you wake up in the middle of the night with some idea, do you get it down immediately before you forget it? I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I have notepads. I'm still old school. I have notepads in every room <laughs> sitting somewhere. In every room in my house, I have a pen and paper somewhere. It's because, you know, that's a lot of times that's how it happens. Shoot, this this is a new song we're working on called It Only Happens When It Rains. Um, that just came from uh, our, one, my office ceiling was actually leaking. And my wife said, well, it only happens when it rains. And I, <laughs> and I go, wait, hold that thought. Because I had been working on this song. You know, I had a couple courses. And the, the courses are so big. I was like, how am I going to get bigger than that for, for, or I mean, sorry, I had a couple of bridges, but they sounded like courses. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay. So they ended up becoming the verses and, uh, it only happens when it rains became the tag and, and, you know, basically, you know, a huge part of the chorus. So you just never know when it's going to pop up, but you know when it is and when it ain't, you know? So right. it's one of them things. You got to be on, on alert all the time, waking up at three in the morning, writing a, a full, you know, song down going, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? You know, it's four o'clock in the morning, you're in the music room trying to figure out what you just heard, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. Know, putting right. a puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, Brandon, is there anything else we should know that I haven't uh, covered? Uh, anything else we should know about the Boxcar Junkies and or established 1973? Well, not really. I mean, I think we covered everything. I would just say, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, there's really no set genre for it. The whole EP is a different experience, and it's all real. It's all raw. It's all honest. And um, uh, I think folks that, that check it out you know they'll be able to connect to that on you know on a humanistic level mm -hmm. so i would just encourage folks and then the video um for the single hey mama's out there and it's a really cool video it's not contrived uh, because you'll see me set up under a bridge and I'm, I'm playing acoustic and cars are going by now none of these people knew they were being recorded right you know right. and you see them smiling and waving and um it just kind of shows the life of a, of a working struggling musician in the beginning phases, you know, and it's just, it's, again, it's a glimpse of, of my life, uh, you know, from where I had been. Um, so it's kind of like the Cinderella man story, right? right. Um, something like that. And it just gives, it gives hope, I think. And, uh, and just shows, 
the opposite tendency of, uh, you know, of everything, but what's going on, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think your story is inspiring. I mean, the life you've had leading up to now, um, and you, you know, you, you fought through and kept going. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that, you know, and I think a lot of people say, Oh, I can never do, I can never do that. And I say, well, yeah, you can, you could, <laughs> when you have to, you do, you know, but yeah, until you're in that situation, yeah. sometimes though it's hard to conceive. Like you don't think you can be that strong, you know. And then, yeah, and then maybe if you find yourself there, you do find that inner strength. But it's kind of hard to know you have it unless you need it, I guess. You know. Yeah, and, and that's a true fact. And so, even though there was a lot of really tough times, there was a lot of great times too. I met amazing people, hippies, gypsies wanderers travelers you know so right. really you know when you're stripped down to nothing you realize what it really takes like how little you really need to be to be happy you find you see that happiness is is something contentment you know love all of that as cheesy as it sounds i mean it is it's within you and if if you never test them if you never get out of your comfort zone and you never test the bounds of 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 your your strength and your ability um and, and I don't want to take all the credit because I, you know, and again, I'm not getting on my soapbox, but, you know, I found that there's a God, that's for sure, because I, I'm not that, that intelligent to, uh, <laughs> or that, you know, you find, you find strength out there, which is really cool. So, right. but you, you really can find um, you know, what you're made of. So, you know, I encourage folks, yeah, don't go get on the streets, but get out of your, get out of the comfort zone and, and test yourselves now and then because you'd be amazed at, at what you find i i i'm sure <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what to say to that yeah you're right you do got to get out of your comfort zone now and again i don't know if i could live on rooftops myself but... <laughs> no. yeah <laughs> nope I, i'd never i wouldn't wish that on anyone there's so much going out there that folks don't know you know and it's just, it's hard. Everybody's got their struggles. And, and that's what I mean. It may not be, you know, that they're on the streets or they're this or that. I mean, a lot of people from, you know, an outer presence and, uh, you know, they may look just fine, but you never know. Everybody's going through their own stuff. And that's why I think, like, if you could just not be an asshole to each other, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and and love on each other a little bit and not be afraid to say, hey, man, what can I do for you? Or give people a little bit of uh, grace and patience. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with um, you there. Yeah, that's really that's really what it all comes down to is is. Uh, d don't be an asshole. That's what a hobo nation. <laughs> can I say that on here? You, you can, you can, that, that, that can be your, that can be your slogan right there. Don't be an asshole. I like it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get some shirts that says, don't be an asshole. Boxcar junkies. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good message. That, 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 that's what we all need to be. Not an asshole. I like it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Well, thank you so much for coming by Radio Bypass today and telling us about your very interesting uh, background and about the Boxcar Junkies and the new record. And um, for those of you uh, listening to this interview, uh, you will hear a couple of the songs from the uh, record in just a few minutes at the end of this interview. And you can check it out yourself. It's uh, the EP's called Established 1973. 
Uh, it's out there on all the platforms that you can think of. And you can also, all, of course, visit boxcarjunkies.com. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Brandon, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, and I appreciate you having me. You nope. have a good day now. You too. Thank you. Hey, and don't be an asshole, all right? <laughs> you got it. You got it. That's the, right, perfect, it's the perfect ending. Everybody, don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, right. So that was my conversation yesterday with Brandon Reed Allen from Boxcar Junkies. Turning you on to some new music here. And Brandon, uh, of course, has a brand new EP out with the Boxcar Junkies. Established 1973, as you heard us talking about. And the music, while it's different than what we normally uh, feature on Radio Bypass, I thought his story was quite interesting, and I thought it would be great to uh, make you aware of his music. And now I want you to hear some of it. So we're going to play, we're going to end this with uh, two songs from the Established 1973 EP from the Boxcar Junkies. Uh, The first track you're going to hear is uh, a song called Dream of Angels. And that's the one that we talked about in the interview that features Gary Hoey on guitar. And then I'm going to end it with the first single from the record, Hey Mama. So uh, check out some new music. This is Brandon Reed Allen and the Boxcar Junkies. Thanks for listening and uh, have a great day. Run my fingers through your hair. Wipe the blood away. From your eyes I can see you standing there Looking in the mirror Trying to hide Where do you go in the winding road Has shown you everything And the comments you asked have gone too far Just one more song to sing Then the one that you love changed your world above But it's only made for two And now it's last call, closing time And I'm running home to you Cause you make me dream of angels While I'm still away And you showed me there's a heaven And every breath you take Standing in the pouring rain Thinking here we go again and wait But you stayed steady through the storm You know me even more than fate And I've been in the desert all alone Nothing to call my own or lose I found got turned around But I'm coming home to you Cause you
box cars T-shirt Then she killed me with her Better kiss me, gonna miss me I'm a rock star, miss girl So I fall on my knees And make it all sound bitter Saying out the words I couldn't say Hey, mom.